listening to the Indie Echo Podcast, a showcase of independent music and the artists that make it. I'm Jordan, producer at High Five Music. Today's guest is a singer-songwriter who's just started putting out her own singles in 2021. From SoCal, it's Brooke Taylor. You're an echo every morning, morning, morning. Oh. It's like you're making my decisions, decisions, decisions. And I wanted this so Taylor. Um, Taylor's my middle name, actually. I remember my dad when I was like 12 and I wanted to make a Facebook. My dad was like, you can't use your real last name. And so then I kind of started Brooke Taylor and it kind of stuck and then I grew to love it. I'm from Southern California. Um, I've been here forever. When I was a kid, I listened to a lot of the classics. I listened to a lot of Aretha Franklin, a lot of James Taylor. Um, my dad has always loved music. Um, we've been to every single Taylor Swift tour concert together. Like each time she's been in our city, we've been together. We were always so amazed with how much success she had as such a young girl. And and I think that she definitely was one of my biggest influences just because I was like seven or eight and, and she was 15 and she was living the dream. And I mean, like I'd go and see her in concert and I was just like, this is what I want to do. Like this is exactly where I picture myself. Um, we listened to a lot of James Taylor. Um, we also listened to a lot of Rascal Flats growing up. We really loved country. And so I definitely have a big country background and um, I hear it in my music all the time. And most of my songs, they start out country and then I kind of change the production and instrumentals to make them more pop and indie. But I definitely have a very country background and singer songwriter background. I started writing music when I was like five. I like remember like my first song and it's so bad. I only remember like the chorus, but I started doing it more seriously probably four or five years ago. And I was like, hey, I can actually do this. When I was a kid, I didn't play any instruments. I tried to learn how to play guitar and my hands are genuinely just too small. Like I can't reach most of the notes when I'm trying to play. And so I learned how to play ukulele and um, I taught myself how to play the piano. And once I learned instruments, it was much easier for me to create songs. But there was this whole world of production that I had no idea existed until I went to college. And then I was like, oh, this is how people do that. I genuinely was so naive to it. I was just like, I just thought there was a singer, something to record and an instrument. I don't know. But um, my world like definitely opened up so much more in the past four years. And I was like, there's so much more I can do with this instead of just like having voice memos on my phone or garage band. You know, I started using Logic and, and other things. But I definitely, I mean, I'm doing it forever, but I started more seriously considering myself a singer-songwriter probably five, six years ago. Is there a set songwriting process you have for where do you draw your inspiration from? It's always different for me. I mean, definitely I like to draw inspiration from experience. So, I mean, all of my songs, at least for me, all of my songs are about something or someone or a specific event, which is um, kind of scary, you know, because sometimes, I mean, I remember I released a song and I just remember my ex-boyfriend, like knowing he was like, I know this is about me. And I was like, well, this is weird. Um, my process as far as writing is a lot of times I'll I'll find like an instrument loop that I, that I like, a very basic one. And I never usually use them in my songs, but 
um, I always remake them, but I find like a simple instrument loop and then I just kind of press record and with my headphones, I just kind of go and see where the song takes me and like melody wise. I spend lots of time every single day on my phone, on my notes app, and I kind of just write down feelings or like lines and I'm like, oh, that's a good line or like that's a good metaphor or something. And sometimes I'll write like a story and then I'll take bits and parts out of it. But I spend a lot of time going through my notes on my phone. I have like a note for each month titled like May 2021 lyrics and then just like a bunch of random stuff on there that I draw inspiration from. And yeah, I mean, that's kind of how I do it. Yeah, I mean, Taylor Swift, she's built her entire career on ex-boyfriends, so you're in good good company. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm like following in her footsteps already. <laughs> Is Complacent like your first Brooke Taylor song? That's like my first. Yeah, yeah, okay. exactly. I have two prior releases or three, I guess, three prior releases. They're EDM pop tracks where I'm just singing the top line. And that was when I was in high school and I still didn't really know um, a lot of like instrument stuff or much about anything but I remember my friend sent me these tracks and was like hey can you write over these and I'm like yeah sure like I'd love that and I remember doing that and it was it was really fun for me but those songs were weren't really mine I mean the lyrics and the melodies were all mine but it didn't feel 100% authentic because I didn't make the music and it wasn't what I envisioned myself doing even though I loved doing that and I still would do that today but I just don't think under I think it would be for a different artist it wouldn't necessarily be for myself I don't know. We'll see. But um, yeah, Complacent was my first authentic 100% Brooke Taylor release. I'm done letting you control my everything. Yeah, this goes inside my head so hard to please. Manipulating me you believe my insecurities. I don't owe you anything. Did that start on guitar? Yeah, I started with a very simple guitar loop. And I remember I wrote this song in June of last year and it took me 20 minutes to write it. It was the fastest thing I've ever written. It was so quick. And it was, I mean, that's an example of something like an event triggered it and emotions triggered it. I mean, that's like my favorite thing about songwriting. It's like, I listen, I re-listened to these tracks and I'm like, I remember exactly what I was doing. I remember exactly how I felt and like, this is so real for me. And that's something, I mean, like artists um, who make paint and stuff, you know what I mean? And they look at a painting and they're like, I remember this feeling. And it's just like, that's really cool to me. So, I mean, I love doing that. And I remember it took 20 minutes to write and it was, it was really fun. What is uh, like the background of Complacent? I remember it was the very beginning of the pandemic and during the pandemic, I mean, it's um, stuck in your house. You know, you can't really do anything. I was stuck in my, I'm, I'm in my family's house. I'm just turned 21, like couldn't go celebrate or anything. I mean, I'm in my house with my family and uh, the only people you can really talk to are people that you have known for a while. I started talking to an old friend and didn't really think anything of it. And then we had started hanging out and did like like backyard dates because I mean, that was like the thing during the pandemic. And um, I really didn't think much of it at first um, and he did. And so it was like flattering. And then eventually I remember he left to go on a trip for like a week with his friends. And during that time I had time to reflect. And I was like, I actually feel like this is like, I, this could like kind of work out. Like I actually kind of like this kid. And then he came back and he was like, you know what? I'm sorry, like just not feeling it. And I just remembered that moment. I was like, that was a total 180. Like I was so looking forward to you coming home because I was like, hey, like I'm on board now. Cause he was on board, I wasn't. And then rules just completely switched. And I just didn't like being told like, 
you can have it and now you can't or like being told like yeah we can do this but actually no we can't and i was like this is like a nightmare like what <laughs> time is a strange thing like that because uh you both have time to reflect and then came to the opposite conclusion. That's interesting. Yeah, it was like, geez, it was not like it was not. And that's another thing. That's why it was so emotional for me, because I, I just no part of me was expecting that. And like having anxiety and stuff like that, you usually think worst case scenarios. But that just wasn't going through my mind. And I I was just like perplexed. So I was like, I'm going to write a song. I remember we were on the phone and then we hung up and I was like, I'm going to write a song right now. Like, screw that. Like, and so I just remember the word complacent came up. Because it was almost as if, this is a dramatic, because we weren't really together for a long time, but it was almost as if he didn't want to like fight for me because all these like external circumstances were like in the way for him after that one week, apparently. And so I was like, okay, whatever. And so I was like, you're complacent, dude. Like, I don't know. Echo, that's more of a, I guess, optimistic song compared to complacent. Yeah, definitely. Complacent's more like <laughs> anger and like, rah. Echo is definitely like dear to my heart. I think it's more, it's not necessarily about like one situation. It's more about like an ongoing situation where um, me and this guy, we would hang out every time we got drunk. And it was one of those situations, one of those college situations. And again, it started off as nothing. And then it just kind of started turning into something. But I could tell that this guy was very, very damaged emotionally. And the like fixer in me wanted to like be there and like be like, I am the answer actually when I wasn't, but like, that's what I wanted. And so I just remember like, I'd wake up and I'd be thinking about him and I'd be like, should I text him? Like, if I text him this, would he have a better day? Like all this stuff. And so it was, I definitely like still care for that person a lot. And there was a lot of like heartfelt emotions there. It wasn't anger. It was more so like, it was like bittersweet. Cause in the end we both knew like we weren't, we weren't right for each other, but still there's so much love and care there. I remember for Echo, I was in school at the time and the the guy who was producing it was in San Diego. So this was one of the rare examples where I sent it to him and I was like, hey, like if you have any ideas for this, like send it back. And I remember he sent it back and I was blown away and immediately I had all these ideas and I was like, we need strings, like we need this type of drums, like we need flutes, like all this stuff. And I was like, I can see it now. We went back and forth so many times, it changed a lot, but Complacent was a little bit more straightforward and it kind of, I think that song relied more on like the lyrics and the melody than um, Echo did. I love doing that because uh, like when I worked with that song with Lucy Gone, like all she sent me was acoustic demo. So I did like a production demo on top of that. And she was like, ooh. Yeah. And so then, and then it went back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so fun. And I find that I'm best at being additive to a process. So like starting from scratch, it, it can be harder. It's hard. Yeah. But if someone sends me just a loop or their demo, yeah. I can hear things in my mind and, and bring them to life like that. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. What would you say is the Brooke Taylor sound then? How would you describe it? I think I'm still figuring it out. I think before I started releasing music this past year, I wrote a lot of country songs, but then I was like, I don't really think this is what I want to release. So I kind of like transformed a lot of them. I hadn't released a lot of them yet, but I think there's still a country flair in my voice that you can hear. I'm definitely a pop singer. I won't deny that. I think that's kind of where my background stands and that's where I find the most fulfillment in music. But I think it's like an indie pop sound that's either very, very vulnerable or very, very powerful. And sometimes both of those at the exact same time. But I think um, I hate being confined to one thing. And I think that nowadays it's so important to do that for marketing purposes, especially like creating a name for yourself. But I don't know. I'm not, I haven't totally figured it out yet. 
So are these first two singles the beginning of a larger body of work that you have already ready to go? So I wanted to wait a while to release um, like authentic Brooke Taylor stuff because I wanted to have a bunch of stuff like under my belt. These two singles aren't on like an EP or an album or anything. I haven't, I haven't gotten as far as an album. I think an EP is in the works. And a lot of my friends were like, well, you shouldn't release it until you have like a really strict plan. And, and I wanted to do that and that's how I started. But I was like, this is too, I like living like in the moment. And like, if I wrote a song yesterday that I love, which I did, and I'm like, I had the best time. And I was just like, I could release this next week. Like, I don't want to have to wait like months. You know what I mean? Cause also by that time I've heard it a thousand times and I'm like, I'm over it already. You know what I mean? I like releasing it when I still love it, you know? Because, I mean, a lot of musicians wait so long and I just can't even imagine, like, I mean, oh my God, hearing Complacent and Echo, like, I, I'm just like, oh, there it is again, you know? But, like, in the beginning, it was, like, so amazing for me. And so I am just releasing things as I go. I have a lot of stuff waiting and a lot of stuff that's ready, but I'm not ready to release it yet. I think I have to come back to it. I, I like to give things a little space to like a week or so to just be like, okay, I need a, I need a fresh set of ears, you know? A lot of people like to have it perfect on their first try. Like I like the idea of like going back to my old work and being like, wow, I was, I, I could have done something different here. And like, I didn't, but like now, like looking back on the experience that I have, like I can just see how much I've grown. I don't think there's a right or wrong answer in releasing music. I mean, there's a right or wrong answer in like getting on Billboard's 100s, but that's just for people who want to be on Billboard's 100s. And obviously that would be great. <laughs> but that's not how I like to direct my career. And that's when it's good to have like a team behind you sometimes where like mm -hmm. you can focus on the music and they can do all the, the heavy lifting yeah. and the promoting. And I think that's my next goal, getting like a, a logistical team, like a really good one i don't know i think i still need that i haven't i haven't found that yet i use i work with a lot of different people but i think once i find enough people who really truly believe in the same the same things that i do and want the same goal i think that it'll be much easier for me to keep the ball rolling i really like your style in terms it has that especially echo it has that like uh electronic influences but it's very pop and the strings i love the strings in the song oh that was my favorite part i remember hearing that i was just like oh my god yeah <laughs> have you played live at all yeah before the pandemic i did um i did a few shows in la and i remember one summer i was living in new york for a month and i did a few like open mics i didn't really have much of my own music to play yet so I, it was mostly covers but before the pandemic, um, I did two shows in LA and it was so much fun for me. It was my first like real show. Like I sold tickets and everything and it was my own music and it was with a band and it was really fun. And I mean, that is when I'm having the most fun doing this. I mean, like performing on a stage with a band is just electric. I mean, there's something, something about it. What would you say is the hardest part of putting together these two singles? The logistics behind them, like making the singles themselves were really great but i mean there's so much like promotion and branding and all these things that people want you to do by the book that i just i'm just not a fan of i just remember like when i was promoting the releases and i was just like okay i have to post something today like another selfie like i don't I, it was just weird i was just like that's not what it's about for me um but it's in terms of the music i think the hardest part is knowing when you're done because you go back and forth and there are so many different versions and you want to add something or you want to get rid of something. And it's, it's, and especially when you're doing it all quickly, not quickly, but 
you go back and forth with all these thoughts and you change things. And it's, it's really good to, I love to show my family and my friends and be like, is there anything like as someone who's not like dedicated their lives to music? Like, is there anything that like you think I should change? Blah, blah, blah. And it's, it's good to be able to have outsider um, ears because it's hard to know when you're done. The track I did with Lucy, that was a, a rare event in that the version that was released is like version three or four, which is not always how it goes. Yeah. And, and, and when you listen to it over and over again, part of you wants to hear something different. So you're like, hey, let's try this. Let's try that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But version two might be, you know, the right one. It just saw uh, it all depends. Did you go to school for music or anything? Yeah, my um, major was music industry, which is not like singing. It's more so like the business behind music, which was really helpful for me. I learned how to read music contracts. I learned, I mean, before coming to college, just like I really didn't know about the world of producing, I really didn't know about the world of music business. I mean, I was so naive to it. I grew up in a bubble and I I guess I just didn't get it. I mean, I was the only kid in my high school who sang. So I also didn't have like these other outside um influences and peers that I could like ask questions to. So I remember coming to college, it like, it opened my eyes to like all the things that go on behind the scenes. And I think that studying music business definitely helps artists who are trying to do it on their own, which is in our case, the majority of artists right now. Have you considered, I know you're, you're focusing on writing for yourself, but being like a songwriter for other artists, is that something? Yeah, I, I mean, I would love that. I think that a, a big part of that is also about connections. It's hard to make those connections, especially since we're still, we're, I mean, we went through the pandemic, it's almost over now, but we're still like kind of going through it. Lots of people aren't comfortable getting in like a session with strangers, which I totally get. Um, and so, I mean, I would love that. I The other day I wrote a song to pitch for a Netflix show and they really liked it. They sent it back for a few changes and I'm working with them on that. So, I mean, I, I really like that stuff. I think some of the stuff that I write too, and I'm like, oh, this is good, but it's very, I wouldn't release this for myself. You know, like I like this a lot, but it's, it's definitely, definitely not my vibe. I mean, that would be great, but a lot of it is having those connections and I don't think I'm there yet. So you're already in the sync world. I mean, like one toe in the door, like not even a foot. <laughs> <laughs> How have you found that process? Cause I know they, they usually look for sometimes just the instrumental. Sometimes it's, you know, 15 seconds. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard. I don't think I would be able to do it like solely by myself. I was with a group of people and it's a fun challenge. Cause I mean, the scene that we were writing for was a sad scene and it was, um, you had to embody a, persona and so it's like you're not just like writing how you usually would write you know what I mean like I remember I was going through my lyrics on my phone and I was like none of this would be said by like this character here you know what I mean like I had to it was a challenge but it was a fun one for me any opportunities I get honestly I'm like throw them at me like I want to do it all right now because the more opportunity you have the better the more people that you meet so I, I know you're kind of just figuring it out as you go but are there any you know short-term goals Definitely. I mean, I made a goal of I wanted to release five songs within like a year and a half period. Um, and I don't really know when I like started that. So, I mean, it's a little loose, um, but I would say probably January. I definitely want to like release more music this summer and get more things out there. Um, one of my goals is to write with as many people as I can and just observe these people in sessions because I learned so much from sessions. And then I want to keep submitting my stuff to the sync world and seeing what happens there and keep challenging myself with um, trying to find those specific characters in my writing. I also, um, I mean, definitely performing live is a huge one for me, um, especially since the world is like opening back up again. That's, that's huge. 
one of the most fun things that I've done so far was the music video shoot for Echo. I had so much fun that day. It was a 12 hour day or maybe even more, I don't know, but it was so much fun. I mean, being with all those talented people in a room and just like totally being like emotional and like opening up to them. And I mean, most of them were strangers, um, but it was so much fun for me. The photo shoot was also really fun. It was really awkward at first because I was just like, I've never done this before. And so, I mean, I remember I, I made a playlist of like bangers and I was just like, I need this as my hype up music and like doing this. But um, I think the people that I've met along the way are definitely the highlight. Was that like the California hillside or what? Was yeah, that? yeah, it was in LA, it was in um, Topanga Hills. I remember the last thing, it wasn't in the shoot, but I was like, I know this isn't, gonna be in the actual thing i really want to just like go crazy on all of the decorations and like break things and he was like you know go for it i remember we have that footage somewhere and it doesn't really work with the song but i was like i just want to do that and i we were all exhausted like we couldn't party that night like we were exhausted i mean literally i didn't realize how long it would take but i mean it was so much fun and it came out looking great Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I really you. like the, uh, especially like the color palette. It's just very warm. Yeah, no, yeah. They, I mean, I can't take credit for that. They did an incredible job. The concept behind it, me and the director, his name is Ben. Um, me and the director, Ben Danielson. He's great. Me and the director, we sat down a few times and thought about this concept. And I remember before we found my friend Devin Bagby to be the male lead, we just kept calling that character Chad. We were like, what name could we use? And so we were like, okay, Brooke and Chad walking through the field, Brooke and Chad at the party, Chad leaves Brooke for another girl. Like, um, but yeah, he was very, very instrumental in that. I'm gonna be moving to New York in the fall. And so I'm hoping to meet songwriters there and producers or anyone who wants to work or any anyone who wants to teach or anything. Um, I guess just stay tuned is all I can say for now. Links to Brooke's music and everything else can be found in the show notes. Indie Echo is a product of High Five Music, an online production studio that brings your bedroom demos to life. For production, remixes, and more, visit my Instagram at High Five Music, and you can follow the show at Indie Echo Podcast. Thank you for listening.